What's going on, everybody? You made it back again for another It Starts With Me. I'm Joel Simmons, right out of Tenacity Foundation, and this show is all about us talking to people about their transitional phenomena that have happened inside of their life and how they were able to use time and chance to pivot and become successful or to do great things or to reach their mountaintops and then excel. So can't wait to talk with you today about a new friend of mine named Coach Jamie. First off, let's let's talk about some other things. Number one, we have a show every single Monday. It's my co-host show, Motivational Mike Monday. Uh, he's more like, ah, it's just education. It's just tips. It's just tricks. You know, whatever it is, he is a business mogul and he is also a real estate king. So he drops jewels diamonds every single Monday. Beautiful shows. You're definitely going to learn something. Show up, check them out on YouTube at Mike Seville YouTube. All right. Nine o'clock PM Eastern. You can see them there. Of course, you know about our show every single Wednesday at 1230. It starts with me. And then coming up on Fridays, you will be able to catch us again. Me and Mike will be there for the community beacon. And we're having a great time. Every single show is all about uh, exposing different ways, different routes, different techniques, different uh, understandings, knowledge given, you know, so that people can reach a more freer mindset and to reach liberty in whatever they're doing, their careers, their entrepreneurships, their solopreneurships, or even in their families. So we love to be able to share the lessons that we've learned as well as the things that we've that we teach with you out there and hoping that you'll be able to gain and excel. So anyway, without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring up uh, Coach Jamie. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Jamie is a mindset transformation coach, certified life coach, and an NLP practitioner. She does group coaching, wellness retreats, and specializes in one-on-one coaching for the workaholic. That's me. She's also a strong friend. I love that part, strong friend. And ever since I've met her, I have felt that she possesses that strong friend personality. So to the front, Coach Jamie. Hello, Joe. What's going on? How are you? Excellent. Excellent. We both clapped our hands at the same time. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, that's just like I guess there's there was an immediate connection. The energy just flowed at the exact same time. That's hard to do on the internet. I was gonna say miles apart, like when there's that virtual, mm, there we go. That's magic. That that's magic right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad to be able to speak with you. You know, the first time I got a chance to speak with you, I think that we had we had scheduled to tape and something came up in my life. And then all of a sudden you were giving me a phone call. You're like, Hey, Joel, I just want to make sure you're okay. Or I, maybe I called you, but your words on the telephone were just like, I'm just pulling in. I just want, I'm just so glad that you called and i just want to make sure that you're okay. Are you okay? <laughs> well, I was, I was concerned. That's how we should be as people. Like, right. Like, 
if COVID taught us anything, it's that we are all human. Nothing works out perfectly and we all deserve grace, right? Mm. Can't take it that seriously, right? There's a big lesson in that, you know, a huge lesson in that. One of my philosophies is, you know, just about letting go. I call it if it fits, it ships. But the just the design behind the philosophy is that, you know, whenever something doesn't fit inside your life, it's okay. You know, just you have to be able to let things go. And that comes with practice. It doesn't always work out so easily the first time. But if you practice it, it can help you. Absolutely. Uh, so what's what's been going on how has your week been coming along it has been a great week uh i actually just uh launched another business with a fellow coaching friend that talking about letting things go trusting the process and there was seeds clearly that were unintentionally planted years ago that led to this amazing connection to start another brand outside of my coaching business and so uh, got the chance to meet my business partner in person for the first time. Yes, we started a business without ever actually meeting first. Um, but yeah, so she was in town and we were just brainstorming, collaborating, knocking things out for that. And it's it's been a beautiful week and just very confirming on the direction of the way things are heading in life right now. So letting it happen as it's supposed to. And who is your new partner Coach Olivia Cook, which I know that was the other thing you want to talk about connections and how weird it is. I had never met her in person. She does podcasts and I didn't even know that she knew you until we were chatting because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on a podcast today. And she goes, which one? And I told her it was it starts with me. She goes, oh, my gosh, I was just on that with Joel. He's amazing. Tell him I said hi. And I'm like, miles apart. We don't even know each other, but we know the same people like. See, it's fire. Yes, yes. Divine intervention. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Coach Liz is awesome. Yes. Olivia, she's awesome. oh, she's a, she's a firecracker. That woman has got some major spunk. And you want to talk about another strong friend? Coach Liv is definitely a strong friend, too. I love it. I love it. So you all have started this new brand. And it sounds like you, you – so you're telling me that there were things that were planted in your conscious – from a long time ago that you're, that is finally coming to mm -hmm. explain that a little bit more for me. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, um, I was living in Connecticut at the time. I live in Austin, Texas now. Um, and I had met her through a Facebook group was on her podcast. And then I was actually still stuck miserable in a corporate role working like 70, 80 hours a week, plus building a coaching business outside of that all around the world. Like I had clients that were even in Australia. So trying to fit that in with my work week was a fiasco, but yeah, I was, I was running on fumes doing all these things. And one part about it, like, shocker, I know like I'm shy, right? No, clearly not. I, I have a lot of energy. And so I'm really good at connecting with people, whether it's virtually or in person. And I was, while I was in Connecticut, I was still connecting with a lot of people and, um, I ended up making a post one time for my coaching business on my page and I used the word relentlessly in it. And I don't say that word like ever, like it's not a bad word or anything. I just, I, I, that's not a common word in my vocabulary. And then there was another time that I ended up meeting a whole bunch of business connections and I was out on a boat with this business owner and the name of his boat was relentless. And I had taken a picture like 
like posed by it. And I did a post about it two years ago, which was roughly around the time that I had met coach Liv. None of this was I aware of until about like a month ago. So here I had already created this brand with this coach that I randomly had met about two years ago. And our brand's name is Relentless Glory. And I'm like, wait a minute. The writings were on the wall way back then. Like those were like the, like, like being Johnny Appleseed, right? Like some apple seeds fell out of my back pocket and they were growing and I didn't even know it. Like that's, that's kind of how all of that happened. So it's just, yeah, that, it's wild. So that's, that's definitely interesting. I love it. I love it. So over the last two years, you've been seeing things you've, you've been seeing and feeling like being relentless is impactful. And I think that the crazy part about it is like, that's what was going on inside of your life. You know, dealing with the whole corporate world, as well as attempting to free yourself from the corporate world. I mean, this is my estimation by what you're saying to run your own business and dealing with people from America to Australia with this high impact energy, this, I can't place this energy in a box type of personality, right? This relentless glory type of energy. And then all of a sudden it begins to amalgamate with coach Liv. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. And like, I, I definitely very much am, am a woman of God and, and so is she. And so that's where, again, it's like, it was beautiful. Cause like the more and more, that I surrendered and let go of, of, uh, at the, my church, my pastor actually just talked, I go to Red Rocks. They, uh, they talked about this a couple weeks ago. They said the kingdom of me versus the kingdom of heaven and how a lot of times that like, it could still be with good intention. Like I want to be able to be successful so I can help more people so I can impact more lives so I can give back. So it's still coming from a Christian spirit, but we're missing the mark because we're still making it about us. And so when I was forced into a lot of situations of being ran down into the ground and not knowing how to just get out of the way and let God be God, when I had to let him, let his strength be my strength rather than me trying to be like, okay, here, give me a little nudge and then I can take it from here. When I finally started to learn, which again, like you mentioned at the very beginning, I love, 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 love that you said that this is something you have to practice just like a muscle in the gym that you have to train. You can't just all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm going to fall off a cliff and let go. And I'm not going to be scared and it's going to work out perfect. No, like you, you got trained, right? And so like, it was something that I had to practice, but then the more and more that I just let go and I stopped making it about the kingdom of me, the more that I was able to receive these things that were, that, that I was blocking by trying to control it all myself. Mm. So that's also where this is kind of cool too, is because, and I never thought of that until you brought that to my attention about me being in a season of, of relentless. And that was almost in an unhealthy way. Um, you will learn very quickly about me. I have a quote for everything. I love quotes. I love motivation. Like that's my jam. And one that I probably repeat probably 60 times a week is we need water to survive, but water can also kill us. Mm. And so working hard and eating healthy, going to the gym can be good, but you can also overtrain and that can hurt you too. Yes. Working hard can allow for a lot of things to happen, but there's still downsides to all of that. And so in that season of my life, my form of relentless 
was distracting me from the things that were actually for me. Mm. That's powerful. Again, once again, a very powerful statement because many people are struggling. You know, I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of bridging this gap right now, you know, uh, going from working for somebody else to working solely for myself or, and I just, I think that this is very impactful that we're having this conversation because I think it's just, it's a beautiful conversation, right? Especially post COVID. If you, if someone will consider this to finally be post COVID, you know, I don't know. I'm coining the phrase right now. Post COVID era has begun. I don't yeah. know if uh, there's a lot of people that accept that. I know that different things are happening in different parts of the world. Uh, but for the sake of conversation, you know, beyond where we were in America for the last two years, right now, there are so many people that want this type of freedom because, and you mentioned it earlier, because we're like looking around and we're saying, why should I be struggling working for someone else when they treat me so terribly? And the thing is, is like, there's so many beautiful things in the world, my family, my life, you know, there's so many things that I've never experienced. Why should I be bogged down and feel as if I cannot make it when I can't? And, you know, bridging that gap is not so easy, but being relentless, uh, that's powerful. You know, and yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that because um, I, I don't believe that there's a one size fits all type of like the world that we live in. I don't think everybody's meant to be an entre entrepreneur and run their own business. And as you're, you know, you would be noticing right now too, it is a hustle. It is something you have to step into and be relentless on. It takes a lot of, of discipline. It takes a lot of just self-accountability. Um, and I told you, I like quotes. There's another quote that I have too, where I'm like, does your job suck or do you suck? Do Mondays suck or do you suck? Like at what point though? And I, I agree with you so much. There are so many people who are struggling within their, their, their jobs, but if COVID taught us anything is that at the end of the day, that's not the stuff that matters. Like the relationships we have, because we had a moment where the world stopped and we were trapped between four walls, either cohabitating with with people we called our spouses and our kids, but we knew nothing about them because we were so relentlessly running our own business or working for somebody else's business. Like we didn't even let ourselves slow down to appreciate what was happening in our life. And so when that happened, like people were stuck facing their own demons. They didn't know who they were. They didn't even know what they wanted anyways. And then, so that's where it's easy to get caught up and like, my job is what makes me miserable, but really it's that I don't even know who I am and I don't even know the people, how to interact with the people in my own home. So I'm going to just distract myself and just get drunk watching the football game. And then now I'm going to bed late and now I'm waking up late and now I'm in a bad mood before I even get to that job that I already hate. And then I'm mad that I hate this job, even though somebody is paying me so I can provide food and actually try to enjoy life. Like we still do have to start with our own mindset with that too, you know, and, and I think above all is that this, this point of being relentless, going back to that again, is that this is the part where it can also kill you. It's so trending on social media that 
It's grind time. If you're not waking up at 5 a.m. and working 85 hours a day, then you're not, you're never going to be successful. Successful to who? Like, it's not fun all the time, no matter, no matter what kind of work you're doing. Like, we should all get to, you know, enjoy the moment for what it is. And so why you're doing it, I think, is just as important as what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I went on a side tangent there. I'm so sorry. No, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, so so this is huge. That is a huge perspective that you just opened up to the audience, you know, because actually my co-host and I, we were just taping, pre-recording the episode coming up. So, you know, spoiler alert, uh, when it comes down to it, that was one of the reasons why we said why you should find a coach. You know, a coach or a mentor is somebody who has that has the experience in whatever field you're moving into, whether it's uh, relationships or whether it's some some specific field that you're trying to accomplish something in. But having that individual there that's by your side that can feed you with knowledge and understanding and give you tactics on experience that they've had makes a huge difference. But having like that coach to remind you of just what you just said, you know, is it your job that sucks or do you suck? That is a huge quote. That's awesome. I, I'm going to quote you in saying <laughs> that because it's like that's what a coach helps do. That's what a mentor helps do is to help you to realize what you are bypassing. Mm-hmm. Well, and even with that, is that like, like, let's just look at this perspective. If we all worked for ourselves, we wouldn't be able to pay people to work for us. Like, it's not a bad thing to be an employee. Like you want to, I mean, and, and then also it's like, you're not your job. Like, well, I, I, I will tell you, I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I'm a huge networker, but one thing that I cannot stand, if I go to a networking event and the first thing somebody does is walk up and they ask me, what do I do? I'm like, excuse me. Hi, my name is Jamie. I want you to know who I am before you find out what it is that I do. Because whether I'm a coach, a financial advisor, the HR of some tech company, you're not going to trust me or you're not going to, you're not going to do business with me unless you know, you can trust me. And even if that's the case, like, what if that's not why you were meant to meet me? What if you weren't meant to do business with me, but you were meant to meet you so I can introduce you to God? Maybe I was going to motivate you to want to get in the gym. Maybe I was going to be able to recommend a book to you that could change your life, but you're going to block all that off because you care to say, what do you do? No, my name is Jamie and I'm a lot of things other than just being a coach. That's a part of me. Yes, but that's not all of me. I love it. I love it. You're so passionate. So how did you get here? You know, prior to your corporate days, mm-hmm. walk me through that. You know, here's Jamie going into her corporate job. And then all of a sudden this, she gets this thought process. You know what? I'm going to do something different. So fun fact, the I wish I could even give that much credit to a corporate space. Um, but I was only in a corporate role. I worked for a fortune 100 company. I was one of eight for the whole company, but I was only there for eight months. Um, and that was the only time in my life I ever worked corporate. I have a pretty diverse resume personally and professionally. Um, but at least from the professional side, I went to hair school. While I was in high school. 
So I graduated high school and I started working for my, I like booth rented at a salon doing hair. And then I went to massage therapy school. So I was doing hair and then I was working for a chiropractor doing massage therapy and physical therapy. I was a Zumba instructor. I did hair on the deceased. I was a facilitator for grieving kids due to death of a loved one. I got sucked into network marketing. I was a waitress. I was a Zumba instructor. I volunteered and was a cheerleading coach. I did all of these things and then hit a massive burnout in my life at the age of literally 25. I was, or I was, yeah, I was two months away from turning 26 when I was going to get booted off my mom's medical insurance. And I was like, okay, come to Jesus moment. What am I going to do? Because I'm single and I'm going to have to start paying for health insurance out of pocket. What do I do randomly? Because of being in networking groups, I totally ended up pivoting and walked away from all of that to sell life insurance. Mm. So I sold life insurance, took top 20% in the company, which got me the role at corporate because I performed so well within my first two years of selling life insurance. But I actually ended up getting certified as a coach in 2017. And the reason how that kind of started to happen was because I was actually coaching gymnastics and cheer from when I was 16 years old. Then I started coaching competitive cheer for many like all-stars and also then for like the high school that I had graduated from. And then for a voluntary standpoint, started coaching special Olympics cheerleading where they asked me to be the sports director of Ohio for special Olympics competitive cheer. So coach was always part of my identity. And although there's tons of now diversity that comes within my personal space that also connects a lot with this story. While I was fixing my broken pieces and trying to work through my own limiting beliefs, I was grinding and I was the workaholic because if I wasn't working, I wasn't enough. If I wasn't doing something, I was lazy. I was, I, I needed to go do things for other people, but I was running on the hamster wheel, getting nowhere fast. And then I was just burning myself out. So all of those things, I would not change that for the world because that is why I'm able to relate to and coach so many different people around the world. Cause I work with many and women. And then, as I said, it doesn't matter what country you're in, right? Like everybody's still basing it down to the same problem is that whether they feel like they're enough or what it is that why they feel like they should deserve that and not because of the way the world tells us we deserve something or what success should look like. So I had to walk all of that. And then along that journey, I was just intrigued by the way the brain works. So I studied like psychology books. Like I haven't owned a TV in four years now because I just don't see the point. So all even during COVID, like I was like, I don't watch TV anyway. So I was reading books and doing personal development. So I have like the, the scientific side, but also the, the life experience of what, what that feels and looks like. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know, because I, you know, your, your situation and how you feel about it is still you. And I'm not going to tell you how to feel in that, but I can at least relate to you. So, you know, you're not alone in thinking and feeling that way. So yeah. really long answer, but at least to try to tie that in some type of a bow. That's, that's kind of how I got to this point of coaching. It was just kind of, you can only connect the dots looking back. And so it was just, I had to grow through these experiences and I would never take them back for the world because had not, I not experienced working corporate 
working in all these different industries, I wouldn't know what that looked like for somebody who came to me complaining about that. That's definitely impactful as well. You know, I think that a lot of people have gone through different circumstances, just like what you're describing, you know, multiple ones. And I don't know if that was you finding your way, you know, but it's what it sounds like going from place to place, trying to see exactly where you fit, realizing that if you were, if you're a circular peg, you won't fit in that square hole. And then all of a sudden you realize you're not a circular peg and you're not looking for a square hole. You are Jamie. Mm -hmm. And Jamie fits where Jamie is. And once you realize that, it's like all of a sudden this acceptance came over yourself and you just became, you know, very self-aware and you just blossomed into this beautiful individual who happens to have been through multiple tests and multiple messes. And so now because of the test, you have an excellent testimony. And because of the mess, you have an excellent message. Yes. That's what yes. I see. Yes. And you know, I actually, I just finished up a client call right before jumping on here. And another quote that has been just beaming in my brain is that life is a journey, not a destination. Like I'm fitness is a big part of my life. So I relate to that a lot. Cause plus just that's social media. They're always throwing health and wellness at you. And, um, for me, it's like if somebody wants to be able to lift a certain amount of weight, if somebody wants to be able to run a mile in X amount of time, if somebody wants to lose weight, you can't just work your butt off, hit that number, and then stop doing those things. If you work to get to that destination and then you stop doing that, you now are going to fall back to where you were. You yes. have to at least sustain those habits and keep moving forward. We're never too good to become better. Even as a coach, I'm huge on being a product of the product. I will never tell somebody to work with a coach if I'm not going to continue working with a coach. I will always have somebody that is an unbiased source to call me on my BS and help push me so I can grow. Because if I stop sharpening my pencil, how can I help somebody with their work? Beautiful statement. I love it. I love it. You know, another spoiler alert. This is another thing that we were talking about in the community beacon, uh, just about a coach, a coach, coaches need coaches. You know, as we mentor one, we should also be mentored ourselves. And this should go for anyone and everyone, even people that are in career positions, right? You know, sometimes what will happen is someone will rise up to a position and they feel they're in a position where they need to mentor the next person coming up. But as that person has rised up into a new position, they should be mentored in that position. We should always be helping people to rise to a higher level. When we do that, then we also should be gaining that type of leadership and that type of development. You know, uh, talking about quotes, uh, one, there's a quote inside of the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe, I believe it was. And it says, cast your bread upon many waters, and in not many days it will return hence. And it's a powerful statement. It's like yeah. you give, give freely, give freely wherever you can give, because at the same rate that you're giving, it will be given back to you. It'll be given so much back to you that there won't be enough room for you to receive all of it. It'll be pouring over. And, you know, 
What do you think about that? All that keeps like beaming in my brain right now, as you said, that is that we're playing with house money anyways. <laughs> God's given us this money. So of course it's, why would we not give it and use it how he wants us to, right? Like that's house money. That ain't ours. Give it and that's let it be given back. That's house money. <laughs> I love the way you're wired. I, I love it. I love the way you're wired. Did you see the comment? Anna sent this comment. I just want to read it out for those who can't. Those who aren't watching on YouTube. I have major crushes for strong, passionate, and amazing women. Miss Jamie, you are my crush. Woo! Keep up the amazing work, Anna. Yeah. Anna, you just you just made my day with that. That's amazing. I appreciate you. That's so kind. That's so kind. <laughs> That's so funny. It's amazing. And so you explained you explained a lot about where you came from in the whole corporate world versus the multiple jobs. And so I think that that helps. It should be a help to someone out there. You know, that the different things that they're going through, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are designed to stay there. Continue to progress through whatever it is. Meanwhile, you should be fundamentally building yourself, developing yourself, accepting your experiences, because it's not so much about the destination. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. But it's about the journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one other point that I really, really want to drive home for people too, and and I, I think you touched on this very, like in the very, very beginning about like the sense of self-awareness, like you got to check your ego at the door, like be open to, to learning. Like, I, I mean, I know, I feel like it's a lot of people still haven't heard of it, but they talk about it like a fixed mindset versus a growth mm -hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm you know, when you were even referring to like in a corporate setting where you level up and now you're in a new position, you've never been in that position before. Who do you think you are just because you were in like to look down upon somebody and to try to tell them you should be approaching that with like, okay, listen, how can I become even better? What is it you can teach me? Because the interesting thing, Joel, is that when I was in that corporate role, I turned that position down twice. The third time they reached out, the only reason why I took it was because I knew that 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 company and that corporate role was not my end game. It was getting me in a different environment that was going to expose me to more people that were likely to understand the concept of investing in a coach. And while I was in that role and although I was miserable and I wanted to leave even sooner than that. I stuck it out because as I would like wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Something within my heart was like, but I feel like there's something that I, I need to learn yet. And so while I was in that role, I'm like, I don't like what I do, but how can I, how can I get the growth mindset of where I can relate this to how I could use these type of experiences of what they're teaching me elsewhere? how I communicate with people. Maybe it's because I didn't like the way they communicated with me. Well, I know I'm not going to treat somebody like that. I know this didn't make me feel good. So I'm going to word it this way. I liked the way they encouraged me on this here. I liked the way they broke it down and explained this. I liked that they taught me how to present this way. I liked that they told me how to make a sale this way. So I took those techniques and I used them and I thought about how I could implement that into my life moving forward. 
because that's the other part I will say, Joel, that, that kind of like I, I struggle with is when people get caught up on, oh, I don't love this. It's not my passion. It's not my passion. I never thought that I was going to be passionate about selling life insurance, but I experienced a lot of death in my life. And I saw the importance of having a policy to help your family grieve emotionally and not financially. So yes, there was a lot of sucky things that I didn't like about it. But in that season, I grew into a passion of educating people on how that could benefit their lives. I don't even sell life insurance anymore. And I'll still preach that to people, but I never would have been like, Oh, I can't work here because it's not my passion. Open up your mind. What can it teach you? Maybe this is a season. Maybe this is for the long haul, but don't just give up because it doesn't feel good in the moment. That's why, again, going back to, is it them that suck or is it you? Awesome. You know, because knowing your season is very important. When we know our seasons, we can better put, we can better plan for what's going on. We can be more successful, more productive when we know our season. I mean, if it's a season to plant and we are trying to reap, we're not going to get anything out of there. There's nothing there to reap. It's time to plant. It's time to be proactive in preparing for the future. You know, but when it's the time to reap, we should be reaping, you know. There's a different season for each and every last one of us in our lives. And learning that, really taking the time to be that, to self-evaluate and to see exactly what we're going through, it gives us the opportunity to prepare for what may come, what will come. You know, I thought that was impressive that you said during the, those COVID times, you were sitting there reading. And now it's like you have this opportunity to just move through the earth, move through lands, move through the internet, move everywhere. And you and you stated it. You said, I have this scientific uh, portion and I have this experience. And you're able to pull those two things together so well because of all of the studying. You understood it was a time to plant. And now it's a time for, you know, it's time for your, your fruit to grow, your trees to grow. And that's the reason I believe that this whole relentless thing shows up just like that. And you meet up with somebody who is ready to go forward with the whole idea. Because while you were planting, while you were planting, they must have been planting also. And something was prepared inside of them. So when you all came together, it was just germination. It was the perfect time. The timing was divine. Yeah. And you, uh, you said so much powerful stuff right there. Like first and foremost, so like whether it would be for a business relationship, whether it'd be with finding a significant other or finding the perfect job opportunity, it's great to want those things, but are you prepared to handle those things? Like I know, um, uh, relationship goals by pastor Michael Todd, um, excellent book, highly recommend it, whether you're single, married, whatever, beautiful, beautifully put work or uh, book. But uh, um, what he talks about in there, he's like, you're sitting there saying, I need a man that needs this, needs to be this, 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 and this. Mm. But take it back to yourself. Like, are you showing up as that person that a man like that is going to desire? Like you have to put the work in on yourself too. And so a powerful um, 
question I want to challenge anyone who's listening to, to ask themselves is that rather than saying, why is this happening to me? <laughs> what is this teaching me? Yes. Yes. It's, it's all about mindset that that's huge, you know, and for life to stop happening to you, you have to start happening in your life. You have oh, to I've never heard that one like phrased quite like that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my quote book. Please do. Please do. <laughs> we'll be quoting each other. We will. We will. Hopefully we'll be working with each other sometime in the future. Cause I just, I love your tenacity. I love your spunk. I love your energy. I'm high energy as well. And I'm just, I feel as if I'm feeding off of you too. So I'm enjoying this as well because you're bringing so much. I've, it's almost as if it's like we're the same coin in, in my eyesight because so many things that you're talking about, I haven't even exposed them, but so many things it's like, okay, well, I'm doing that over here. It's like, what is she looking at my book right there? She, did I write down a note? Did she read that thing? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm not even taking notes right now. I'm just enjoying this conversation. You know, I mean, he started talking about the insurance and I'm like, okay, so I am right now I'm thinking about, and I am building this program where I'm able to deliver insurance, where I'm able to sell insurance. Well, why do I want to do that? Well, because inside my church community, how many times has someone come up to me and said, hey, we need to get money so that we can bury our loved ones. And it's like, it, how long do we continue to go through this where you're, you know, you have all of this life and now your children are waiting because they can't put you in the ground. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you as an individual who's passed away, you've done nothing at all for yourself to prepare for that day. And all of us know that as much as we live, we will die. You know, I mean, once you get of a certain age, you understand that very clearly. So why aren't we preparing for that? It's morbid, you know, thinking about that. But, you know, if we really care about the people, we love those people that are around us, then yeah, prepare for it. You know, I've got my insurance set. If I were to pass away today, my family doesn't have to worry about paying the house or paying for the car or paying for my funeral expenses because my stuff is going to cash out like that. And as a matter of fact, they'll have more money than what we have now. They will be really ready. They can go wherever they want. They can go on vacation if they want to and go for it. But the whole point is, is like prepping for things like that means a lot. And you're stating that you learn from that. And I'm like, wow, that's the opposite side of it. That's the same coin. We're, we're talking yeah. the same language here. Well, and what I love too is because there has been a specific part in scripture that I always struggled with. And I've been growing into understanding it differently. And I'm going to probably botch it. I'm not, listen, I love Jesus, but I don't have this, the, the book fully memorized, but it's the story um, where he talks about the, the, the man or God giving them talents. Mm -hmm. He gives the one five, he gives the one two, and he gives the other one only one. The one that has five goes out and he doubles it. The one that goes out with two doubles it. The one that had one buried it and just let it sit there. And I used to struggle with that because I was like, but God, like I cherished what you gave me so much that I didn't want to jeopardize losing it. 
But the problem is, and you just kind of, again, allowed a deeper clicking point for me on that is that that's also what we struggle with this in this world is we're feeling emotional and we're feeling bad for people, but we're just sitting back and feeling bad. We're not taking action on those things as individuals or as a community where God's giving us the people, God's giving us the opportunity. We're just burying it in the ground. We're not working. We're not faith without works is dead, right? Like we have to use that for God to be able to give us more, but we can't just sit with it and expect miracles to happen. We've got to take action on those. So I want to thank you because of us being on the same side of the coin that you made me yet again, realize another reason why I need to stop burying them coins. I love how you just said that same side of the coin. And I want to stick with that. We're on the same side of the coin. I love that. And you did not botch that at all. You expressed, you expressed that you understood it completely. And I think that that's, it's a very powerful scripture and it is a lesson that we should be teaching one another, right? You know, we have all these different talents and they're designed to be used. If you take that scripture and then you also take the scriptures of seasons you know, according to Solomon and how there's a there's a time and there's a season for all things, then we understand the end part of that scripture, which was, you know, the Lord went off and he was gone for such a long time, you know, and sometimes that's what happens inside of our life is that we don't see the benefit of what we're doing for so long. We think that we're forgotten and we're not. We're not. And that's forgotten. where we have to stop playing victim and we need to hold ourselves accountable to take control of our mindset, right? Yeah. Like we can sit there and say, woe is me. This sucks that this happened. God, why did you leave me? Where are you at? I need you. But it's like, no, no, no. What, what, what's, where's your mind at? You know, I'm already here. I yeah. want to challenge you to go to the, the, the word, go to the book and actually do something with the information that is sitting in front of you. <laughs> we have to hold We have a choice to do with, with what's happening in our lives. We may not like it, may not feel good, but we have a choice and we gotta be the ones to take action. Oh, yeah. this time just, I'm gonna run through a brick wall after we finish with this. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Who needs coffee when you got Joel? <laughs> and Jamie. <laughs> the J squad. It's the J and J Express over here. <laughs> Double shot espresso. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's powerful, right? And you know, just building on that, that's where we need to be. And I'm I'm hoping that the listeners are feeling this and that they're gaining from this, you know, because it really shows. I feel like what we've done is we've really taken not just it's not so much about where you came from. And I like that. That's what happened in this show. You know, it starts with me is to give people this understanding about being present, you know, in this moment. And at this moment, if I'm going to be anything, if I'm going to do anything, whatever it is, is it's got to start with me. And I feel that's exactly what has been exposed. We covered a lot of ground on this today, too. And it all, it all just still came together. We yeah. just planted a whole bunch of seeds in a big old field. So. I yes. 
Yes, relentlessly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it all in. This is, ma- this yes. is it's magic. Yes, it Open is. Into existence. I love it. I love it. So please tell us more about your program and how people can get in contact with you on both, you know, the empire that you have developed and now the new one that you are developing. Yes. So I am Jamie with no eyes. It's J-A-Y-M-E, as you can see on the screen. So Jamie, the coach is my Instagram handle. Um, I have a website, uh, jamiecharlottecoaching.com. As I admit, or you had mentioned in the beginning for me, I do group coaching and I run in-person wellness retreats, which my next one will be in March of 2023 in the country of Panama. So it will be my five-year anniversary hosting one there. It's magical. Unleash and Refuel is the name of the retreat. Um, and then I also, and this is my specialty, is the one-on-one virtual coaching for the workaholic and the strong friends. So the workaholic is the individual who uses work as their drug of choice, the I'll be happy when syndrome, just constantly chasing a high that never seems to last. I'm the coach for them, um, but also the coach for the strong friend. And that is the individual who feels like they can't talk about their problems because they will lose that, that, that validity of people to come to them with their stuff, um, or they will diminish their problems and make it seem that somebody else's problems are bigger than theirs. So they just suffer in silence. Miss USA just died of suicide. They're like, oh, see, this is why you have to check on your strong friend. But the strong friend, her or his validity is all wrapped into others, unfortunately. So I'm the coach for the strong friend to help them recognize their self-worth. So that's a little bit about my program, what it is that I do. I always highly encourage people to cyberstalk me because I post every single day You'll get to see me kind of behind the scenes. I'm a super transparent human in case y'all haven't gathered this just yet, but I give tips, tricks, motivation, words of encouragement, you name it, it's all there. So any way that I can help, I'm happy to. And then Relentless Glory, uh, the the Christian brand I have with Coach Liv, uh, we have created a movement to be able to inspire, educate, and motivate individuals just within their walk of faith um, with God. And you know, we do that through different types of uh, hard conversations that people don't like to talk about within the, the space of religion or Christianity. Uh, we have a YouTube page on that. Um, we're going to be launching merch here soon, sending out daily devotionals and things like that. So Relentless Glory is is the name of that one because we want to make sure we are all glory of God. So yeah, TikTok, all the things. Beautiful, beautiful. Jamie, is there anything that you'd like to leave your lasting impression? Um, just saying, I know I dropped quite a few a few quotes in this, um, but uh, I, I guess I'll finish with uh, another favorite quote, um, and that is, take what you need and leave the rest. We did cover mm. a lot of stuff today, and what's meant for you and what resonated with you or something that you disagreed with and why it triggered you, I encourage you to sit with that because that might be some conviction for you. Um, But also is that whenever we are listening to something and now more than ever, our attention span is very, very little, the likelihood of us retaining what you guys would have just listened to is about 30%. And if you don't take action on that 30% of information that you have retained within the first 72 hours, it's more than likely to go away. So I encourage you that whatever you needed today, whatever you took away from this, Find a way to implement that within the, the, the next 72 hours, whether you write it down all over your house, whether you 
quote it to somebody else, whether you, whatever it may be, start living that way, start incorporating it into your routine, whatever it may be. But I challenge you guys to just take what you need and leave the rest. I love it. I love it. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to have you again. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And yes, this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. I love it. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing you on all of your different channels. I'm subscribing to everything if I already haven't done it. You're the best. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, Coach. Jamie was just a ball of energy, enthusiasm, a wealth of knowledge, understanding. I mean, she brings the A-game, and this is her natural self. As I said before in the show, I called her up to let her know that I was apologetic for not being able to be on the show. Something had come up, and we were doing a pre-recording, and she was just all about me instead. And it's rare that you find somebody who is that concerned about someone that they don't know yet. She is a sweetheart. She is authentic. She is genuine. And I definitely support whatever cause she has going on. And that means a lot for me because I just don't do that. So please check her out. And remember, wherever you are, as much as it starts with you, it starts with me. Peace.